Hey everybody, this is Chuck Smith and welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is the post-game show and I am coming to you right after Bayern Munich's 3-1 victory over Greuther Fährt. And let me just tell you, that was a Friday afternoon game U.S. time, if I've ever seen a Friday afternoon game U.S. time. I know it's night over there in Germany, but you could tell that the players were not exactly operating at 100% focus. All that said, it was a pretty dominant effort from Bayern Munich. And even though they did get hit with a red card, uh, they handled it well. And I thought just overall they were a obviously much better team than Greuther Fjert, and obviously they came out the victors. So let's just do a quick recap, and let's fill you all in on how things played out. Uh, really, really strong effort in the first half from Bayern Munich uh, before they had their red card in the second half there. But uh, just 10 minutes into the game, Thomas Muller, uh, just a nicely placed shot. Uh, really, really good assist there from Alfonso Davies. And... Uh, you know, what can you say? I mean, it was a really brilliant play. Uh, I liked how uh, Byron was attacking early, and I also liked how their opposition was not just sitting back and trying to prevent Byron from scoring. I thought the game was really well played from the outset, and uh, both teams really wanted to get out there and get after each other. But Thomas Muller put Byron up early, and it was really clear. I mean, even at that point, Byron was going to be the dominant side. It was just really a matter of how long could... Greuther Fjord to have uh, really sustain uh, the pressure from Bayern Munich. So uh, 21 minutes later at the 31-minute mark, Leroy, Leroy Sané found Yashua Kimmich, and Kimmich slotted home another goal, another perfectly placed shot. Not a lot of power behind it, but there didn't need to be. Uh, Kimmich is obviously on fire in the Bundesliga at this point, uh, and what a weapon he is as the six. To be able to come in and contribute so much offensively, uh, just another fine effort from Kimmich. And at that point, Byron went into halftime up 2-0. And uh, just a few minutes after uh, starting the second half, Benjamin Pavar, uh, the prodigal son, coming back from his injury a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, he's, what is he, three or four games in now? Uh, and, and, you know, he's a guy, like we've talked about many times, who just takes a lot of heat from Byron fans, especially on social media, and this will not help him out. Uh, uh, Pavar was hit with a tripping call, preventing an, a clear and obvious scoring chance, and that will not endear him to the Byron fans because it took what was really shaping up to be a fun and energetic game for Byron Munich and really kind of turned it into a, little, a bit of a boring match because play, operating with 10 men, uh, obviously it's not the same. So uh, Pavar had to walk off the pitch. Uh, and from that point forward, it was not the same kind of attacking fervor from Bayern Munich with 10 men. But they did well. Uh, they got through the second half. Uh, there was an own goal, which was originally credited to Robert Lewandowski in the 68th minute. But... Replay showed that it was Griesbach from Groita Fert who actually knocked the ball into the net. And I will give Groita Fert a lot of credit because they fought all the way till the end. Uh, I, you know, to come out and to score uh, and get a goal there in the 68th minute, or I'm sorry, 88th minute, it was it was really impressive. And it shows that, listen, 
they might not be the most talented team. And, and, and in all reality, they might not be a team that even stays up in the Bundesliga another year. But Gianluca Itter was on the end of a Timothy Tillman cross, and he headed the ball in really nicely. It was really a picturesque goal, and I was impressed with the way he executed that. And although it ruined Manuel Neuer's clean sheet, uh, it did uh, at least give Roy Tafir something to look forward to and gave their fans something to be happy about. And listen, at the end of the day, Bayern Munich was dominating this match. It was really never close, but uh, it was a really cool, what looked like a cool environment in the stadium. The fans were really excited and loud uh, the entire match, even though their their side was getting pretty much crushed. Uh, but it was, <clears throat> you know... Like I said before, it was a Friday afternoon match. And, you know, the unfortunate thing for Bayern Munich is that they they came out and looked really, really good. And that red card really just deflated the squad. Uh, obviously, you can't attack the same way and you can't play the kind of style that Bayern was playing early on where they were really, I mean, getting creative with their passing and their runs. And it was really a lot of fun to watch. But Unfortunately, Benjamin Pavard just dug his hole a little deeper with the Bayern fan base. And, uh, you know, he'll probably have to end up paying for that. Now, I guess one, and this is not a positive, when Josip Stanisic came on, he did not exactly light the world on fire. In fact, um, while Dio Upamakano probably should have been marking Inter, Stanisic got caught asleep at the wheel and neither player really was able to adequately defend on that play. So, while Upa Makano was in front of it, or Stanisic needed to do much better than he did to make an effort to get there and prevent that goal. So, uh, you know, learning moment for Stanisic, hopefully a learning moment for Pavar, but it's something he's going to have to bounce back from because, you know, he is going, hopefully he doesn't check his Twitter account because I'm sure he'll be getting shredded all over. And listen, it was a mistake, not a big deal. He didn't do it in the Champions League final. This was a you know a Friday game in the Bundesliga and the Bundesliga that his team was well on its way to winning and obviously followed through and won anyway. So um, other than Pavar's uh, kind of mishap there, it was an interesting look at the starting lineup for Julian Nagelsmann. And what was really intrigued me about this lineup was the club and everywhere else had kind of listed it as a four-two-three-one or ESPN had it as a four-five-one. But I, to me, it really didn't look that way. It looked like a back three all the way to me with Sula Upamakano and Hernandez. And it looked like Davies and Benjamin Pavar were operating as wing backs. So to me, it was definitely a back three. We saw Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich filling those holding midfield roles. Uh, and we saw Leroy Sané playing a much more central role. So to, if I had to take a guess at what this w was, I would say it was a 3-4-2-1. Sané really had free reign. He was all over the pitch, uh, really had no position that I could see. Uh, it kind of operated the same way that Thomas Muller usually does. So having two players out there operating like that was, was pretty intriguing to watch. Obviously, Robert Lewandowski was not as involved as he usually is, and that probably had a little bit to do with the formation. The spacing wasn't quite right for him, and it seemed like he wasn't all that comfortable throughout the match in finding ways to get in the passing lanes and to get involved in the offense. So I would say that while there were, there were some really fun moments and some creative moments, it probably wasn't the best setup, at least right now, for Robert Lewandowski. I'm sure he's so good he can make it work, but uh, it just wasn't great for him today. And 
you know, I'll be honest. I, I didn't think Sané was 100% sharp. He wasn't bad by any means. He had an assist on Kimmich's goal. But, uh, you know, it wasn't his most sharp day. Some days I think players come out and they don't feel great on the ball. And there were definitely some mistouches there by Sané. And he wasn't his, you know, normal silky smooth self. And again, not a bad game, but I didn't think he was at the top uh, level that he's shown of late. So, uh, you know, and, and again, he's playing a little bit out of position there. So it was something in interesting to see him do and to see how he would react. And he was extremely deep centrally at times too, which was fun. And that actually started one of the breaks that Byron had. So, uh, you know, like I said, it wasn't up to his previous performances over the past couple of weeks, but it wasn't bad by any means. And I would say that about most of the players. I don't think anybody was particularly bad, although Benjamin Pavar is going to get hammered. I thought Sula and Upamakano for the most part were pretty good. Uh, Sula especially. Uh, I think this is just another bounce back season for him where he is showing uh, his talent and what he can do physically on the pitch. You know, we talked about Upamakano and maybe he could have done a little better on Groita Fiert's goal, but whatever. I mean, it was 3-0 late in the game. If he was going to have a lapse in a game, this was the one to do it in. So I'm not going to get too worked up over that. Um, but, you know, when, when you have a game like this, it does make you appreciate a couple of things. And, you know, one of the things that, that I came out of this really enjoying was the fact that Groita Fiert came out and they played. And this is not like the past years where we saw these teams come in and get promoted and they just parked five buses in the back. No, the last couple of weeks, the AFL Bochum and Groita Fjord both came out and they tried to play. And I, I, God, it was refreshing to see it happen because I was a little worried given you know the time of this game being it was on a Friday and also with having seen what Byron did to Bochum last week. So I wasn't sure how it was going to play out, but I came away really happy seeing that the teams actually played. And, you know, what they had to know, the chances were slim that they were going to walk away with any points, right? But they came out and they played anyway. And I give them a lot of credit, and they showed a lot of fortitude in doing that. Uh, you know, better teams than them have come out against Bayern Munich and parked, you know, eight or nine people deep and just tried to play for a quick counter, and hopefully they score one in the game. It was really, really fun to see a team, while lesser skilled and without as much depth as Bayern Munich, play them head-on. And, you know, even though they were outmanned, they, they made it a contest. So big credit to them. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on was just the continued brilliance that we've seen from Thomas Muller and Joshua Kimmich over the course of this season. Not just this season, obviously, but... Um, you know, Kimmich is, he has, I would say, put a lot of mileage on his body and he hasn't been at his most sharp, uh, for the entirety of this season so far, but every game, you know, you're going to get that 100% max effort. Every game, you know, you're going to get that leadership and he's going to contribute both offensively and defensively many times over throughout every game. And like I said, he hasn't been at his best top level form yet but he's still so good and still finds ways to impact games and that's what what I really look for when I'm watching a game is what players impact the contest and he's always one that impacts the match in a positive light uh, Thomas Muller same thing he was all over the pitch today doing a lot of work again another leader out there who does so much coaching on the pitch uh, his play is invaluable and I still think he's a bit too 
unselfish at times. I really would love to see him looking for his own goals still to this point. I'm still waiting for that Thomas Muller to come back. Um, but, you know, again, it was good to see him get on the score sheet early, get that early goal, and uh, show that he was going to be a force to be reckoned with in the game. And, you know, as always, he was out there doing his thing and creating space for other players and looking to create opportunities for other players. He is a, he is a dynamic force for Bayern Munich, and it seems like, you know, while Hansi Flick may have resurrected Thomas Muller's career, Julian Nagelsmann has definitely been able to take that and continue to have it evolve and make it keep going. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about what I'm seeing from Thomas Muller at this point. You know, overall, this game is what it was. It was always going to be a Bayern win. It was always going to probably end up being a little lackluster in the eyes of fans, even though it had a really fun start, the red card, you know, it, it did kind of kill what was shaping up to be a fun offensive effort for, for Bayern Munich. So, you know, my only thing is I, I'm not going to crush Pavar. I think it was a really silly play. I don't think he should have made it, you know, and it's one of those things that probably should not saying he should get reprimanded for it, but you know, Nagelsmann should have a talk with him about understanding the situation and, and knowing that he probably had help on the way. I'm not sure it was totally necessary to take that foul there, but, you know, he knew it right away, and there was instant regret on his face. And, you know, listen, it was this game today and not a more important one. So hopefully he can learn from it and get better. I know that Bayern Munich will continue to evolve and improve under Julian Nagelsmann, that's one thing that we've seen is they seem to get better and more comfortable playing together, and that's really something that fans should be excited about. This has been uh, a quick turn for Julian Nagelsmann and, enabled, and him being able to get these players not just playing on the same page, but being able to use them in different spots and finding ways to connect and get up the field and create offense. It's been really impressive, all while solidifying the team defense. And, of course, that's been powered by players like Nicholas Sula and Diopa Meccano. So, uh, you know, again, you might not have been 100% thrilled if you were a Bayern Munich fan with the outcome. You probably think it should have been a five- or six-goal game. And, yeah, it probably would have if it wasn't for that red card. But take the three points and roll, just like I'm going to now at the end of this podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening to us. Uh, we will have the flagship show. will be recorded at some point this weekend. And we will get that posted as, you know, as always, those are always fun for, for you guys to listen to and our rotating cast of characters uh, has kept things pretty fresh. So uh, if you're looking to catch up with any of us on social media, you can find us on Twitter. You can get the site account at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get Tommy Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Thanks again for listening. Have a great weekend. Take these three points and have some fun. And we will see you next time.